Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed noose on a balloon, Heather Ann Campbell. <laughs> I'm self-proclaimed ice cream, ice cream, ice cream bus, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed thick pile of ghost barf, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast, where this week we're talking about Junji Ito's Maniac on Netflix. That's the, isn't that the name of the? Maniac. The, Junji Maniac. Ito Maniac. Maniac. <laughs> uh, which was a might Nick Weiger a pick. Book. Nick yeah. Weiger. <laughs> yeah. Had I was like going to say, a, might like, be a book about me someday. <laughs> he had like uh, gray under his eyes and he was sweating and he was like, let's, let's watch, let's watch Junji Ito. Yeah. And I was like, aren't we already watching Blue Lock? And he's like, no, let's not let's yet. Junji Ito. And he had like kid like a handful of what looked like lint that he was petting like it was a cat. Yeah. That's documentary footage right there in your yeah. ears. Um, it's true. Well, I mean, the issue is my first pick, uh, Kandagawa Jet Girls, uh, got vetoed. Uh, no one else wanted to cover the uh, series about the high school say. girls who jet ski race and blast each other. Others close off with ice stream. Ice stream get a, a gust of water, burst I, of water. Yeah, I'm at I'm at work right now. Uh -huh. I'm at the office, and I was about to Google it, and then I thought better <laughs> of it. So with a compromise, we're doing uh, Junji Idomaniac. No, we're doing this because it's a one-off, and it, it this is like a is a, a special that dropped special anthology series that dropped on Netflix, and so we're just kind of doing one episode to cover all of it. Uh, it's twelve episodes, twenty stories are covered. Um, and we haven't talked about Junji Ito here, and I think you know it's it's a it's a fun way fun way in for this to, to discuss this guy. So this will be a one off. Uh, next week we will be talking about Blue Lock. We'll get into that Blue Lock miniseries. So if you've been you know blindsided by this week's podcast, and you're like, you know, you got your soccer jersey on, yeah. and you got your your you got your hat, and you're like, your eyes are getting kind of like wild with the excitement of playing soccer but an anime and now you're going to be like dragged into the pit of hell with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just know I can, it was Nick Weiger's fault. I can, already, I can already just hear the people turning on their podcast app thinking they're going to hear blue lock and they'd say, I thought I was getting blue lock, not blue balls. <laughs> we're, look, we're not going to just completely blindside people. We're not going to surprise, surprise bitch. drop this. <laughs> We're gonna. It'll be in an an, an get played episode. We'll be in a, say on social media. Hey, we're doing this Junji Ito special. Yeah. If you want to watch along, it actually might be funnier to not say anything. So then they get really scared. <laughs> you know, uh, no, I have a yeah. I have a bunch of Junji Ito manga, mm -hmm. and I can't find any of it. That's which like one of the stories. Feel like Ooh, yeah, spooky. like am I in the manga right now? Am I in the yeah. story? Um, I've got the I, I got some Junji Ito manga as part of my tableau behind me, right? I keep it my PS5 company, yeah. and um, all the pages oh, are ripped on the walls. Just, yeah, they're they're ripped out. They're pasted to the wall, and the rest of the tableau is uninflated blow up dolls, <laughs> <laughs> like hanging like human skins over the backs of chairs. <laughs> they have nooses attached. Um, so. We're going to talk about Junji Ito Maniac in just a second. We'll kind of skip around and, and talk about the series at large. Uh, but first, before we do that, that's not the only media we've been consuming. Team, what we've been weebin'. 
what we've been weaving. I'm Ash Ketchum, and I'm here to ask you, the listener, and you, the host, what we've been weaving. Wow. Uh, Ash, thank you yeah. for asking. I can begin. You do I'm, it, Nick Weiger. I'm going to start with a, you know, the, you know, speaking of your heritage, I'm going to be talking about a, a, an anime of a video game adaptation. Um, and uh, I'm going to be talking about Persona 5, the animation, which I am still making my way through. I think I've maybe come around to it's not good. It's maybe not that good. <laughs> the... <laughs> The what game is the game is uh, you know obviously awesome. It's a masterpiece. the The animation, as I've been watching it, I've kind of gotten the sense of like I think this is maybe kind of cheap. Like some of it, like especially some of the when when they're when they're using three D animation for some of the larger creatures, uh, you know the 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 boss shadows and what have you. It kind of like feels a little just. It rough around the edges, you know, and and for a something that has such great art direction, at least the source does. It like kind of feel is kind of a bummer to have the stuff that just kind of doesn't sit in well, and you know, to be to, to be blunt about, it, just doesn't look very good. Uh, you know, the voice works all good. It's all the same cast. Uh, uh, there, there's some fun stuff in there, but I think like a lot of what I like about it is it just reminds me of the game. And so it's just like I mentioned this before, it's just like watching a a a well animated or a more elaborately animated uh the game, the movie of this game I already played and enjoyed. So I'm I'm not sure. I think if you just watch Persona 5 the animation in isolation, you might be like, eh, I don't know about this. Uh, but I think if you've played the game and just want to remember the game, that it, it's a fun way to re-experience it. But uh, they're like, for instance, the just just to talk about one thing is is the way they have they have to structure it, you know, because in the sense of in a game, if you have a, a running side quest where you're kind of advancing a character's arc, uh, you're progressing that relationship as you do in the, on the social sim side of things in in, in P five the game, you might a, a character like Kawakami. You like meet her and then like you're visiting her every few hours in between doing a bunch of other shit. You're doing a bunch of other quests. You're you're interacting with other characters. Uh, you're going into to dungeons, uh, battling shadows and what have you. Here they just sort of like are like, well, we're not quite sure how to structure that. So we're just going to have a whole episode that's just the Kawakami subquest. The whole Kawakami side story just kind of compressed into one half hour. And it kind of works, but it also kind of feels a little abrupt if you're just watching it in the the way the episodes progress. Um, that said, there is a good opening, and I haven't played the opening yet on the show, and uh, the opening is not in, the, the song is not in the uh, the game. Uh, it reuses a lot of audio from the game, which is great, but this is one cue that is not in there. So I'll play a little bit of Persona 5, the anime uh, OP. Here we go. Nice little original composition by Shoji Meguro, who also does the uh, music for the game. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, good stuff. I could play all of it, but you get the sense of it. This is one of those things too where I don't know if it's a if a stage name or not, uh, but the individual is also involved in the game's compositions, but the lyrics for this are written by they're credited to Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Killing some time, trying to fly a kite. Hey, I'll write this song real quick. <laughs> wow. He did it all. Uh, all right, that's my uh, that's what we've been we've been over here. Uh, Heather, how about you? Oh wow, I finished Gundam Witch from Mercury. Wow! And in the final ten seconds of the post credit sequence of Gundam Witch from Mercury, it went from being a series I liked to a series I fucking loved. Wow! Wow! Um, I can't. I can't go into it without spoiling, but I just want to say that the arc of bringing an audience from, hey, it's a fun schoolgirl, schoolboy romp where like these kids got to fight each other in Gundams and there are no stakes. It's just like, who's going to be the betrothed to this woman for these rules of uh, corporate um acquisition like mm-hmm. it's 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 company mergers and acquisitions as Gundam battles great to go from from like this charming Utena pres- uh premise all the way to this is just fucking Gundam and maybe one of the most ruthless moments in all of Gundam wow i i couldn't be- i Rarely do I kind of like emit noise from my body while watching an anime. Like sometimes I'll be like, yes. Like if somebody like powers up and then punches somebody. Yeah. But when I saw this, I went, huh. (laughs) 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 And then I I was like, oh, whoa. Oh. Hell yeah. It's it's so good. Like I I can't wait for the second season. It's clear that there is like a a built-in tone shift. And if, you know, if they back away, if they tiptoe away from what they've initiated in this post-credit sequence, fine. I'll 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 go along on the journey cuz that's often the the sort of structure of video games or anime is like somebody learns an incredible power or uh and that's not what happens in this sequence, but I'm mm. using that as like a metaphor. Somebody use a you learn an incredible power, and then they'll go into a new battle where that bat, where that power is effectively low power, right? Right. So tonally, this anime goes to like full blown war, and if it steps back into into the school realm, I'll be okay with it. But uh, yeah, it's a it. It is a recommend. I wish we I had watched watch it. it. I wish we had watched it in in on our on our show. But I also kind of wish we'd watched like a regular Gundam. We could oh, well. do that. I mean, we could, but like we're doing Blue Lock. We're, yeah, we're doing, doing Blue, Blue Lock. Lock. It's fine, but I'm just let's say we could do that at some point. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not allowed. If if this if get animated had opening sketches, the pitch I would have for you guys is. 
uh, you guys come with your like soccer balls and stuff and like you're like, all right, let's do blue lock and and uh, or I come with you, Matt. And then uh-huh. Nick is like, we're watching Junjiito. So you want you want Nick to do this instead of you doing it perfectly, <laughs> chewing on nails, <laughs> somehow biting the top of your head, yeah, your own head. Also, I just got the weirdest prompt on my computer when I made that sound, which is playing music. Set up Zoom for professionals. Oh. I was like, Whoa. Oh, I didn't realize wow. that Heather had an amateur Zoom setup, is what I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> Do we not have a for, a for Professionals account? I don't know. I feel like I we, should I, have a, we should be prof, for Professionals here. My end, I, my, it, it, I think it's four? to each their There's own. three of us. Well, we should, we should be using for Professionals. <laughs> there are three of us, but we should be using for Professionals. That's how many professionals it's going to take to do as good of a job as we do. Zoom We're, for Professionals is the name of the product. We should be using the For Professionals edition of Zoom. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty clear. I think, here's the thing. I think, uh, I, am, I think I am on my end. You think you are, okay. I mean, it would be shocking to me if this was the amateur version. But that doesn't extend to the, cl- the, the clients who on are your guys logging side. in. Got yeah. it, yeah. Hmm. Apodaca, what have you been weeping? All right. I can't remember... What I said last time, if I was done with Chainsaw Man, but that's my update. I'm caught up all the way to current Chainsaw Man. I think there's a new issue out today or tomorrow, as of recording. Yeah. You'd you'd gotten up to you'd 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 uh, you'd finish the first arc, I believe, was your yes. last update. Like the entire that entire first arc, inclu- including the back end of the what follows up the the first season of the anime. Yes, and so now I'm current with the with the manga, which is not something I'd ever thought. I do, just in general, but now with the power of this show and the power of friendship, I've done mm. it. Wow. It's and good. it's fucking great. It's so, so good. Such a satisfying uh, read. I love reading it on my iPad. I love reading manga on the iPad. I love swiping to the next page. I love the app, the interface of the app. It's fantastic. Uh, and then I started. I started asking people, I I put a poll up, or you know, not a poll, but I guess a a question box on my um, Instagram, asking people for recommendations mm. for where to go next, because there's a lot of manga out there, and it's hard to know too where much. To start. Some might say I'd say too much. I would go as far as to say that for sure. In the yeah. same way that there are too many games. So I started I started sampling some, just to see what's next for me. You know. And I, uh, I started to read uh, the first few pages of All You Need Is Kill. Uh, Fun. From, from uh, your recommendation, Nick. Yeah. And it's great so far. I'm not very far into it yet. I'm excited to dig a little deeper in that. But I'm in a stage right now where I'm going to just be bouncing around and seeing what's going on. And that's, that's my update for this week. I... I, I'm on the I'm on the market for a new manga wow. to read at nighttime before I go to sleep. Before I shut these little eyes and start honkshuing, counting some Z's. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, if you're looking for some manga to set you sail on a good night's sleep, I would stay away from Junji Ito of <laughs> Junji Ito <laughs> Maniac thing. Uh, because this dude is a fucking 
nasty motherfucker, and that's yeah. why we like him. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> Junji, Junji Ito. Ito. Sick fuck. <laughs> I'm going to launch into this uh, this anthology with a, maybe a, a hot take. I love it. I don't know if horror works as an anime. Interesting. Uh, I think that the the manga is chilling and or um you know unnerving because you aren't imagining these people as cartoons Mm -hmm. you're imagine you're sort of like it's like a it's like when you read a book you aren't in your head imagining a cartoon generally speaking right you're imagining people and i think when i read a Junji Ito manga, I'm imagining these disgusting humans and their predicaments as live action people. And when I watched it as an anime series, I was never scared or chilled or freaked out. I was like, huh. And I, I th- this was a shocking revelation to me. I don't think I've ever watched a straight up horror anime before that was supposed to be scary and it just wasn't it wasn't and i know i've talked at length about not being scared from fiction mm-hmm. but but junji ito manga it's like oh oh no oh god that that guy's a crab and i'm and i'm upset by it but to yeah. see <laughs> an animated crab person or or like when when for example when the uh the thing that i chose as my um self-proclaimed in this episode is about uh, an episode of this uh, anime where floating heads start appearing in the sky and they've got a noose on them and they hang the people whose heads they are. And it's sort of this unexplained nightmare phenomenon. And when you read the manga, it, it occupies that space in your head of a nightmare. Like what if I saw a huge head in the sky, but as an, as a cartoon, it doesn't quite, work for me i am going to to respond to your take by saying i semi agree with you i think that this is like this anthology and and to to you know give a little bit more detail for people who are who are maybe less familiar imagine anyone listening to this knows who junji ito is but just a just a quick explainer he's one of the most famous horror manga artists uh certainly in the west um and uh he he uh Got his start. He submitted the first chapter of Tomie, and one one chapter of Tomie is covered in, as part of this anthology to a manga contest while he's working as a dental assistant. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, became this kind of like, you know, this 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 maven of this subgenre. Uh, his works have been adapted before. There's a Junji Ito collection animation. There's a Gyo feature film, which I have not seen. I tried to track down, and I I, I couldn't find it anywhere. And there's also an Uzumaki live action. Uh, which is also which I also have not seen. There's also an Adult Swim Uzumaki animated adaptation that was on its way, but I believe that one was going to be black and white. And what that brings me to, Heather, is I think it's not just the addition of motion. I think it's also the addition of color because I think a lot of these works are just like, you know, something like something like Tomie. Uh, it 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 kind of just like feels more. Everything feels more like an apparition, more like a a dream. Just seeing it in this, in, in, you know, the this this black and white line art, 
that's that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like because there are there are a couple of these in this anthology that are done in um not in full color, including I think the Tomie one, the Tomie uh adaptation. And I think those actually worked better for me. So I, I don't know what it is exactly, but I think you're right. Like something like Hanging Balloon, uh, which is the one you were discussing, starts to feel a little goofy. Uh, yeah. But Matt, I don't know. You're 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 kind of the the least horror fan of the three of us. Uh, yeah. Where did you fall watching this? Uh, I thought so far. I mean, I have no context for like anime horror, manga horror, Japanese horror in general. I've not experienced a lot of it. Um, so watching this was kind of eye-opening to me in a, in, in a couple of ways because I was like, oh, this motherfucker <laughs> is thinking about things I've never even considered. Mm, like, sure. like, <laughs> like, you know, it's just a different type of horror, kind of. Like, I feel like American horror, um, or Western horror, rather, is... Um, it's it's all of a piece, kind of. It's all like you know. There's like your monster types, your like your sort of sp- spooky house types. That's sort of the thing that has really become a thing uh, here. That's why Resident Evil Seven and Eight, I think, pivoted toward more uh, Western style horror. I think is mm-hmm. what is what I read. Um, and then like Japanese horror is just like its own flavor. And so I'm watching this, and I get how you guys could maybe not be so scared. I don't know if I was necessarily like frightened, but I was watching it like this. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Yes, that's the thing. Ugh. A lot of it is still fucking gross and what just fucking heck? nasty. You're just seeing shit that's just like this is fucking. I said I out loud several times, sometimes alone, sometimes within earshot of my significant significant other. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I so. To speak to the design elements, as you were just saying, yeah. Nick, um, the Uzumaki anime, which has been delayed and delayed, which is black and white and based on the Junji Ito line work, um, that to me feels like it might be upsetting to watch. But mm-hmm. with this, like... <laughs> so did you... Matt, did you, because I know that we didn't, some of us watched all of them, some of us skipped around. Did you watch the one with the four walls? Hmm. Which one was that? Was that- The one uh, where the, the guy wanted a soundproof room to study in? No, I didn't watch that one, but now that idea is really scary to me. Like, just you saying that what that is, is uh, a scary idea. So, so maybe it was a scary idea that was adapted into not a scary idea. Because this four, so this, the concept of this is there's like a, a guy who's trying to study, like a high school kid, and he keeps hearing his younger brother like banging in the attic. But when he goes into the dining room, Sick. the kid is at the table, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, he complains to his parents, and his parents are like, but he's been at the table the whole time. So you're like, okay, okay, here we, here we go. He's got like a real ghost, and he's, and he's not dealing with it or uh or something you know something unnatural is afoot right uh but the parents hire a construction worker to soundproof his room instead of uh reprimanding this younger brother 
who the father describes as a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. And the little brother Rough. is like Soichi. Yeah, he's like gray-faced with like bags under his eyes and he's always got nails in his mouth, like construction nails, which yes. I was like, "Man, that is unsettling." Like if I saw a person with like a few nails in their mouth, I'd be like, "Oh no." So they One's fine. So the construction worker shows up and he builds a room within a room within a room within a room to soundproof the brother's study space. And the room is really small and really cramped and and he gets to study in this little room. But then the sound continues. And what he discovers is that his younger brother is moving in between the walls of the four separate rooms and he chases the younger brother to to scold him before finally giving up and saying, this is what my little brother wants is this attention. So instead, I'm just going to study. And the little brother is like, I'm tired. And he goes to sleep. And that's the end of the fucking episode. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it. But I mean, and and that guy, Soichi, returns. He has he has another there's another episode, of the anthology. Um but it is more just sort of like weird and tonal than like scary. And but and there are a few of these that are kind of like more comedic. And the way I think of them is kind of like, you know, the old Twilight Zone, how there'd be like just like the odd comedy episode where it'd be kind of like, oh, this is kind of a silly one. This is yeah. kind of a, you know, so there are a few like that. The thing that I do like yeah. about the episodes that I watched, I watched, I think, the first two and then I skipped around to uh, the highlights, Nick, that you put in the uh, in our group chat um and i watched i prioritized those and the thing that i liked about a few of these and it seems like i would have liked it about this four walls one i like that they kind of just end that they're just sort of like oh, it's over <laughs> no i like that a lot i think i think it's it's like it kind of fully explores the idea and it's just kind of like a like a sketch ending almost it's just yeah. like all right well that's that you maybe know? like half a beat of the scary thing and then it's done. Too. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's good. I I, I like that. Um what I, what I liked about the 4 by 4 walls one, um which is one Heather was describing is that it's just like like little sorry, it's like little boy's weird. It's like this kid's fucking weird. And then the guy who comes to soundproof and to, to put to build the room within the room with the room, like he shows up and he's like this guy's fucking weird. What's yeah, his that guy's deal? Worse. <laughs> fucking yeah. He's like he's like I was mine. And then but and then Koichi when when like the the older brother when like the rooms are constructed and it's like literally big enough for him just like to fit in and like sit at his desk. It's like that small. That's like what used to be his his private room. And he's just like, man, ah, this is fine. And you're like, wait, no, you're also weird. <laughs> you're okay with this? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? It's so weird. <laughs> Um, should we back it up and just sort of talk through these in order? And we don't have to talk. We don't have to touch on every one. We don't have to touch everything in equal length, obviously. Sure. This is, you know, we, we get 12 episodes and, and 20, uh, adaptations within those 12 episodes to cover. But so the first one is the strange Hikizuri siblings. And this one is, this is another one that, that kind of has more of a comedic feel. I feel like versus the other ones like this is like it, it's a really strange entry point, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised they made this episode one when there were. Yeah, it, it was just an interesting choice to have this be on, the on ramp. I get what you mean. And you said that before I started watching him. Uh, and so I'm watching it thinking that and being like, Nick's out of his fucking mind. This is <laughs> disgusting. 
<laughs> I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, the thing that I think the the pervasive thing throughout all of these, yes, is how I'm considering it against other anime, right? Like against Chainsaw right. Man, against Evangelion, which have their own vibes. The vibe throughout all of these is shit's fucked. Like it's like it's 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 like this is bad. Like the ba- yeah. the vibes were bad throughout. I never once was like I'm having a good time watching this. Every one of these realities is bleak and hopeless. Yes. Every every single one of them is just like just just this is something inescapable that is going to come for you and there's nothing you can do about yes. it. Yes. It was uh, like Silent Hill 2 to, to me where I was like this yeah. isn't fun at all. I get what's going on here. I can enjoy it. But it's not I'm not having a good time. Well, and you mentioned the the uh you know, you mentioned earlier you were talking about this is a, a, this this feels distinct from western horror and I get that. Yes. Although I will say that, you know, I just watched uh, uh Infinity Pool, which oh. is the the new film from the uh Cronenberg David Cronenberg's son, uh Brandon Cronenberg, and they both kind of like to me operate in a similar space of I mean, to me, this is like the the everyone's take. But they they operate in that similar sort of space of like they they do this surreal like fucking twisted upsetting stuff that is kind of distinct from the horror the 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 horror tropes of you know slashers and haunted houses and ghost stories yeah so to me that's like kind of akin to to what jun the spaces junji ito is operating in because like infinity pool is and and this is in the the, the trailer so i'm not spoiling anything but it's basically like it's a it's a fictional uh it's a fictional country uh, that's like a res- has a resort economy, a tourist resort economy. Um, but if you commit a crime there, uh, you are you that that injures another person, you are executed. It's just like by, like their local law. However, rich foreigners are able to buy clones of themselves to be executed in their stead. So it's dealing with that, and it's just like that's like a weird oh, cool. sci-fi upsetting horror idea. Yeah, and the way that it's explored is kind of just like it to me. That that's that's the kind of that, that Junji Ito shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like Tikizuri siblings. I like the character design of the of the various siblings. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where just some of them just seem like you're 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 not you're just not inhuman. You're just like a weird fucking uh, yeah. bloated uh like creature. But you but and you're coexisting with what looks like a uh you know just like a normal woman. Um. The the story of the mysterious tunnel slash ice cream bus was one of the ones I fl- I I flagged I think yes um and I, I that's the second episode and I imagine that was one that I, both of you guys watched yeah I watched that one mm-hmm. um tunnels tunnels are kind of just scary like especially and if it, you can't see yes. the end of the tunnel <laughs> you don't know what's in there you don't know what's going on back there you know similar how deep to it like goes. I mean I'll I'll mention it again Silent Hill two. A tunnel yeah. is just a hole that's going sideways. Yep. <laughs> Trying to trick me with your side hole? Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice hole. try, dude. <laughs> it was around the the tunnel section that I was like, "Huh, I don't know if I don't know if this works." Like, I feel like if I'd been reading it, I would have been like, "Ugh," because you, you can imagine the, it being real. But the nasty watching ghosts? like a bunch of like walk cycles heading into a black tunnel you're like Ugh, this is it's not hitting quite right i mean it's it, everyone jokes about it that i'm the coward of the show that was sort of enough for me where i was like this is what the hell's going on 
And then you get into the tunnel and it's actually worse. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's like okay, here's what it's like. It's like so I sometimes I'll drink a non-alcoholic whiskey mm-hmm, and I'm like right. this evokes whiskey but it's not whiskey. It's giving whiskey. It's giving whiskey. Sure. So that's kind of how I felt about yeah. our friends walking through that tunnel. I was like it's giving horror. Yeah. I've never I used thought, that. I don't think I've used giving before. Yeah. A- I get what you mean cuz it's like this the storyboards of this or the manga panels might be scarier than just sort of like the camera moving forward in the tunnel or like you were saying, like the characters walking, holding flashlights. That said, like, I, I do think the premise here is nice and spooky. And I like that they get, you know, it's just like, hey, there's this weird lab that kind of everyone's drawn to. Um, and uh, and they don't you don't know why you're showing up there. I don't know. I like I any anytime someone is just like compelled to do something that they don't really want to do. I always just find that such a fascinating concept. Yeah. And the idea that, that, that there's like, a that lab is like at what the addiction end. is, right? It's yes. just you don't really want to be doing this, but you can't help yourself. It's sort of like, okay, if you've ever looked at like an HR Geiger, 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 we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Uh I think it's Geiger. Although HR I want to say Geiger because it's like Weiger. Let's Geiger call the like whole Weiger. thing off. Oh. So if you've ever looked at one of his art books, they're they're not photorealistic drawings. They're drawings. Yes. And if you saw those drawings animated, they would be far less upsetting than the full uh, xenomorph. Like the live action xenomorph, mm. which when you see it, you're like, something is wrong. Yeah. Like that's the feeling that you have when you when you just view the alien. But if you saw like animated eyes coming out of like a skull crab face phallus, you'd be like, "Right. All right. Well, that's that's a drawing." There was an HR Giger graphic adventure game. I can't I, I was turning what the fuck I'm looking it up what the scorn? fuck called. What's that? Is it Scorn? No, not no. Scorn. It was it was he was actually invo- involved. Oh. It was called Dark Seed, and it came out in the nineties. Uh, Cyber Dreams was the publisher. Um, and it had really cool art, but I heard it just kind of was like a crappy game. The way they did it there, it was like it was it was like they used uh, HR Giger like backgrounds, but then they had like a live action, uh, you know, like a Mortal Kombat style captured. Uh, filmed uh, and then animated, then turned into to frames of animation. Uh, actor as the player character, and it didn't quite sit in right. But I, I get what you're saying. It's like that that was a, that was a needless tangent. But I get what you're saying in terms of yes, the, the the addition of of motion, and then and I also feel like color can sometimes just sort of you know sap some of the mystery out of this. I also feel like you know there are times where they use some. Like for instance, like the truck in that is kind of like this, you know, it's like this 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 CG three D object that you kind of see moving through the tunnel, and that also just yeah. feels kind of like you know t- 
takes you out of it a little bit. Um, but I do overall like this one, and, and I think it's just like kind of a cool story, and this is one I think if people just want to jump around, I would recommend checking this one out. Also, because the second one is kind of a nice little, like, it, that that's like the bulk of the episode that's like like 15 to 20 minutes of the episode is that tunnel is the tunnel and then as kind of like a tag there's a shorter one of ice cream uh bus which i, I don't know it's just like again kids want to ride the ice cream bus yeah they kind of they can they like ice cream and and, and you know uh, it's off immediately you know, you know that's it's off <laughs> immediately well this is a, one of those things where it's just like this is such there's just such a cultural disconnect here there's yes. no situation in america where hey there's this guy who comes around handing out ice cream and all the kids just get on his bus and he takes them somewhere yeah absolutely that's like, no not. that's a non-starter no. no one is agreeing to that no 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 suburban no. street all the parents are like oh yeah kids are getting on the ice cream bus with this guy we don't know the and the like you you learn more from like you hearing the little kid. It's like a dad and a little kid, his son, and yeah. they're sort of like not super close. Like he's like a single dad trying to like you know get things together with his kid, and he wants the ice cream. Dad's like no. Next time the ice cream bus goes around, he's like all right, you can go on the ice cream bus. Then his kid's like, there was piles of ice cream, <laughs> and like it was everybody was <laughs> licking it, and the dad's like yeah. ah, I don't know about this. This sounds a little weird. Yeah, I'll go with you next time. And the ice cream truck driver's like, no, you fucking won't. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get on. No adults on the bus. Bad vibes. Bad, bad vibes. And he gets a peek. And they're all licking these fucking huge piles of ice cream. Very, at at minimum, unsanitary. Yeah, bad. Just bad. Also, how'd they get it so big? I I don't want to know. I, the ending of this episode, of this minor episode. Yes. I was like, I'm not certain you can. I felt like I was witnessing something illegal in the United States. Yeah. It's a child licking a pile of ice cream. Who's his friend? I don't know what his friends. I don't remember his friend. We'll say we'll say Johnny. Cause it's I a know bunch of his definitely friends. Definitely not. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's it's like multiple friends. Yeah. all it's like all of his friends melted. He's yeah, like, all my all friends his, melted. All my friends, all my friends turned into ice cream. Johnny is strawberry, and yeah. he's like <laughs> licking a pile of ice cream. And I was like, oh no, I don't like. I legitimately feel like I can't. I'm not supposed to be seeing this. Yeah, it's, it was awful. But then you see. Uh, that he's melting too. He's yeah. also melting. Yeah, he's also gooifying. And as somebody and who loves ice cream, this was the scariest one to me. Maybe not one ice cream for sure. <laughs> his his father, in an attempt to get him to stop licking the ice cream, knocks his son's head off. Yes. Yeah. Which then immediately becomes ice cream corpse. And I was like, yeah, that's this is. This feels bad. I don't like watching I, this. I didn't like it. Got to be an awkward call to the ex-wife after that. He oh, became boy. ice cream. I don't know what you want from me, Diane. <laughs> Knocked his head off. I was yeah. trying to help him. Yeah. Don't um, say this is what I, this always happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Kenshi is vanilla. Takeshi is, co- is chocolate. As he's listing his kids, I, I, I brought the scene up. Kazuyuki is strawberry. Yeah, man, it's of different flavors. That's got to be nice, though. If you like, you're in that situation. Not everyone's the same flavor. Yeah, that would be nice. At least you got some variety, <laughs> and he's happy. He's he like, loves me. He's the um, happiest he's been at this fucking sad apartment. 
hanging tunnel we or uh, we uh, hanging balloon rather not hanging tunnel we talked about the tunnel hanging balloon we touched on oh by the way we should we should mention the opening is really cool I think I think it's just like it it's it's just like a real it's just a great piece of animation um, yeah. that they use for all these episodes cool little song yeah and um and just like cool like just kind of you know trippy visuals I I don't know I think it's appropriate I think it, it definitely it for very, what the series is and evokes maniac. Very nineties. Yeah. Very it is pretty nineties. It's yeah. like it's like a, a a music video for tool. Lots of like VHS yeah. like uh, you know like the kinds of artifacting that you don't see without applying that artifacting to an image now. Like VHS filter. Sure. And well, I, that's where, but that's where a lot of the source comes from. I think from that era, so I kind of get it in that sense. But yes, it do, it does feel a little dated. The source they're at, they're at adapting. Sure. Yes, yeah. but also I constantly like to remind myself that VHS was twenty years ago. Longer than that, right? So if I'm a if I'm a, you know, target audience demographic of an eighteen year old watching this, I'm like, why is this fuzzy? Yeah, you just you just know it as an aesthetic. It's like it's like pixel art. You don't remember it from when it was real. You just know it as a reference to uh, an older thing. But I mean, like 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 just going back to that. It's like we're we're in we're in twenty twenty three. Twenty years ago, we're in the heyday of DVDs. I'm getting the X Men Blu Ray. Like, I'm getting the Matrix Blu Ray. Those are the first Blu Rays I remember having. Or not Blu Rays, DVDs. Yeah, those DVDs are out around. Austin there. Powers two. Right, DVD. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's the yeah. So it's like so. I feel like it's even like we're 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 looking at like twenty five thirty years. Not to get too pedantic about the timeline, but it's like it's been a long time since someone had to rewind something. And yeah. that was the last time they stopped being kind too. Great think, point, Matt. Think about that. Um, I do like talking about the the you know the 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 old aesthetics. There are like there is some good CRT effects in this, like a lot of good CRT TVs in this in this episode. Yeah, and I I like the way that's realized. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a good looking show. I think I think I think these I think these are these are you know well animated. I I I like how all these episodes look. Um, so basically the premise of this one is that there's an idol who killed herself, committed suicide. Uh, and it kind of like just basically, you know, her entire fan base goes on, a, a, like just just gets basically a, a, a pulled into a psychosis from this. And there start to be more and more suicides that follow and people are like seeing her ghost. But then it turns out what's happening behind the suicides is uh, basically giant balloons are appearing. And the balloons, it's one of those things, it's like so much of it is like kind of silly, I guess, when you describe it and even when you see it. And, but it, but I don't know, this one kind of works because it's just also just so creepy. Just like a giant balloon of your of, of your own head appearing with a noose attached to it. That noose, you, you find yourself drawn towards and then that hangs you and then your corpse is dangling up in the sky yeah. for all time and for all to see. This was the one that, I explained this one, the plot of this, story mm -hmm. uh to my girlfriend and she was like why did you tell me this <laughs> she's like that's so fucking scary like what are you talking about and i was that like is, yeah right it's fucked that is what works about this show it, and all the junji ito uh 
short stories is that if you just tell them to somebody, it sounds like the worst nightmare you've ever had. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I heard a clicking sound and then I, I, I found out that there was like this fish with legs crawling after me and it kept crawling and no matter where I went, it would go. And I didn't know what it wanted. Like that feels like Ugh. that's the half remembered yeah. short story of a Junji Ito manga that I read um, like 10 years ago. And sometimes I'm like, man, that fucking clicking fish. I would have fried that sucker up. Nice try. What else <laughs> you got, Junji? What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heather mentioned four by four walls. We 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 didn't talk about the other. There's the other uh, half of that one, which is the Sandman's Lair, um, which is this guy is basically he's it's the you know it's a, the the guy doesn't want to fall asleep. Yeah, and uh, the woman he's with is like, oh, why don't you want to fall asleep? And he's like, well, the dream me is trying to escape. Um, and take over. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that this sounds good. Gets, <laughs> this one, this one is good, and it, there's some good body horror in here because the way that is realized of like, basically the way like when his wait is this the his, one with the hand that comes out of his mouth? Yes, one. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So it's like it's basically like him is cr he is crawling out of himself and then taking over that body. And as that's happening, he's kind of like inverting. He's kind of like imploding. Um, and uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a cool premise and uh, it's some some coolly animated body horror in here. And I don't know. I think this one's pretty spooky. Can I say a joke? Yeah. When I read the title Sandman's Lair, I thought it was going to be the offices of Happy Madison. All right, and you were going to say a joke, Matt? Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be about Opera Man. <laughs> uh, it's real fucking nasty when, when, it's, when his body completely inverts. It's real sick. But this one's cool. And then also, like, it's, uh, it's also one of those ones where it's, like, the big thing that drives it is poor judgment slash. It's just, like, the, 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 like his, his girlfriend, he's just like, hey, man. She's like, he's like, hey, just don't let me fall asleep. Like, that's the one thing. And then he gets sleepy at a certain point. She's like, he could use some sleep. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, all she was doing was being like a nice partner. I was like, oh, he's really tired. <laughs> Ruined his fucking life. <laughs> that is, that's a good, I haven't, I'll go back and watch that one. That one sounds good. Um, I like that one. Um, did you see uh, Intruder? Anyone see Intruder slash uh, Long Hair in the Attic? I, I, I watched them all in case it was a, it's it's not clear to the viewer. I didn't see that one. Viewer, what the fuck am I saying? Yeah, we Weiger sat in his fully wet up, uh, apartment. Yeah, that is detached <laughs> from the place where he lives, and he watched every episode of, of Junji Ito's Maniac with a a thin. Uh, orange sheet stretched out on the ground like a picnic yeah. blanket. Yeah. Just a wet membrane. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a... So this one is basically like... The premise of, the, the premise of these two, uh, the first one is... It's like basically like they're trying... It, it's like a, a, a big... Th there's a lot of talk of ectoplasm. 
Um, and uh, like that's a big concept here. And it's one of those ones where it's like basically everyone is on board with what's going on. Like for the like, okay, we see what's going on. We see what happens. There's some sort of like, you know, multiverse slash ectoplasm situation here. That's what we need to investigate. Um, the student is group of co of colleagues, but it is basically like him from another reality. Like the 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 guy who this this episode is following from another reality is appearing in this reality. So him from another dimension. I'm saying multiverse, but it's the same concept. Him from another dimension is showing up there because he's committed a murder in the other dimension, and he's bringing the corpses to this dimension to dispose of them. Uh, which is which is a, a fun premise. And then hey, it turns out those corpses are the fucking people who are helping him out in this dimension. Um, so it's a, it's just a fun, I don't know, this felt like a fun yeah. Twilight Zone episode. I like this one a lot. And then the other one is basically like covering um, it's this woman with uh, long hair. And basically this guy like leaves her, this guy she's dating like leaves her. And she decides to cut her hair. And then her hair kind of, because she'd like told him, he told her she should grow her hair out. So she cuts her hair and then her hair ends up like kind of taking on a mind of its own and uh like a rat gets caught in it and then it's this fucking killing shit. Yeah. Um this, you know, kind of creepy standards. Some of the plots shit, but. of these, like mm -hmm. this is this is gonna sound like a maybe a slam and it's not. Yeah. You know how like there's that there's that like online thing of like what's like the scariest like two sentence horror story or whatever. Right. These are all like that kind of where when I read them, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, mold is another one. The the, the the next episode, mold slash library version. Mold is just fucking nasty. Did you watch mold? This one no. was very triggering to me because yeah. I didn't say this on the show, uh, but the last bout of rain we had uh, uh, here in Los Angeles was really bad. And there was mold in my house because of it. So I watched this and I was like, oh, oh not again. Oh, oh, it's, it's in my TV now. It was gross. I'd be interested in your take on this one, Heather, because it's this one is black and white. And I do think that helps it. I do think that makes it feel more more creepy and menacing. And um, it's basically like this guy has rented his house. This guy's been away uh, out of the country for a while. So he had to rent his brand new house to, uh, you know, his former middle school teacher who he didn't like. Um, and he, middle school teacher, has a family. He gets back to his house, and his house is just all covered in mold. It's like, what the fuck's up with this mold? This mold's disgusting. Uh, and then, you know, the mold is more than mold. It's fucking. It's a friend. Mold. It's a friend? No, it's not a friend. No, no. it's quite, quite the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, it's a foe. Should I, should I make some mold? No, you don't, no, don't want it in mold. your house. No, it's actually a, no. a fucking. Just having dealt with it recently it is not fun. It's the big. It wasn't as much it. mold as in the show. I'll say that. Fill up a helmet with mold and wear it. No, no, Heather, no. You're going to become this episode. That's the opposite lesson. You're going to become the freaking dung eater. Sounds like fun. The loathsome dung eater. I forgot his adjective. It looks really cool when the mold completely takes over and there's all these like kind of tendrils everywhere. Yeah. Um. And uh. And then the the library is another the library is a is another one the second half of this episode and this is like this guy has this gigantic ornate library that he takes care of, and um people start show like his books disappear <clears throat> and then individuals show up who like are the books. Yes. But the horror idea I liked here a lot is the idea of someone reciting an entire book to you. Like it's just like it, like someone showing up and then 
just speaking an entire book to you and you feeling compelled to listen. That's really like, that is that's scary. Really gripping and upsetting. Because like, like an Andy Kaufman bit. Yeah, he would do yeah, something like is, that. Yeah. That sick fuck. Turns out it's Zamuda. <laughs> yeah, he's getting Cyrano de Bergerac in his fucking ear. Um, <laughs> Heather, your Junji Ito books are missing. Worst case scenario, a freaking Junji Ito creature knocks on your door, starts telling these stories right to your face. <laughs> you mean like a little friend? No, I'm not a mold, not a Come mold friend. In. Come on in, little guy. I'll make you a sandwich. Hey, no, aren't off. you creeped out? Like, aren't you? Aren't you scared? Come on in. Come on in. Come. Do you want some cereal? I don't want to come in. Who's the Junjito creature now, huh? Oh, Why don't you come into my house? The ah, price man, is wrong, bitch. I gotta go. <laughs> Phew, I'm home. I'm sleeping now. <laughs> hey, little guy. <laughs> Why don't you come into my house? Let's have some cereal. Why do you keep pushing cereal on me? I don't like it. This sounds like Rice a great Krispies. day to me. Rice Krispies for you. <laughs> Look, I brought some. They're in my pocket. Why? Uh, Get loose. it out. <laughs> loose pocket cereal. <laughs> um, Tombtown. I th- wait. Did everyone watch Tombtown? I watched Tombtown. Yeah. Tombtown was is basically like it's a it's a it's a city where it's I it kind of has a rule slash it's it's like kind of there's a there's a ghostly you know curse that wherever someone dies a tombstone will be erected in their place yes. in like in that place where they die uh and that i don't know it's a good if that if this then what else like i like the i like the the, the hospital being like we have like a hot a patient's dying we have to get them the fuck out of the hospital so because if they die in the hospital we'll have a tombstone in the hospital for some I don't know, that's just a cool exploration yeah. of the idea that's pretty for, good for some yeah. reason this one to me of all of them mm-hmm. i was like I'd watch a whole movie of this. Like this is such a fun yeah, idea sure. to me. I was like, that's you could you could build that out. Like that's that's good. I was like, make that movie. Make make Tomb Town the movie. Very very yeah. It feels like a very sustainable premise. Yeah. Um, you know, I always love a someone accidentally hits someone with their car as a premise as like a, a morality tale. Yes. That, that's and tries to cover it up. That's that's a that's a, a, a tried and true horror premise. I won't spoil the ending of this one, but I really like the ending. I was like, oh man, that fucking hit. Yes, it's good. That yeah. one's that one yeah. is really strong. Yeah, you yeah, would. I, I like that one a lot. That was one of the better ones. And then, um, uh, layers of terror. I think is more like just the idea of it. Maybe not how it's realized, but the premise. This is one where. It's basically like a, a a person is a tree where where a person finds out that within each within them is all of the other thems like like it, I'm explaining that poorly but it's kind of like like basically like their infant self mm-hmm. uh there the the there is the the one year old grew around their infant self and then their two the two year old grew around them up until their current age where they're like twenty at the time of the shortest so they've got like basically 19 other people inside of them one for each age uh as they grew um and uh i don't know like it, it's, it seems to have come from some sort of curse uh from unearthing a a, a body that was uh, buried in layers and then it's just sort of like it i don't know it's 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 a cool scary premise i'm not sure if it's explored the best way but i liked it a lot yeah and then um you know there's a there's a scary sea creature one as part of this one thing that drifted ashore. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah. I'd say that one's okay. 
Uh, basically, it, it's it, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's okay. It's basically like another one where there's just things inside of something. Uh, but it's like Ugh. the sea creature has everything that died inside of it, uh, and they're still alive. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to Tomie, and Tomie I think was one of the stronger ones of this anthology. I mean, it's yes. also got like a a the strong the the strongest most well realized source. Here's the thing: they they adapted the photo chapter of this one. Um, and I imagine you've read this uh, read Tomie as well, Heather. But it's like it's a fucking big like 800 page thing. Like there's Whoa. a lot going on and they just took like one chapter of yeah. it and we're just sort of like, we're just gonna take this in isolation. But a big part of Tomie's premise and Tomie's one where it's just like, man, I, I'm, I'm surprised there has never been an attempt at like a Western adaptation of this, of like making this into a feature film. Cause this is like a, this is like a premise where it's nature is it's endlessly refillable. She's a, she's a care. She's a, a bewitching, a uh, woman who everyone, young woman, uh, a girl, t- a teenage girl, uh, who everyone falls in love with, uh, kind of a, kind of a succubus, kind of a you know siren. People can't help falling in love with them, and then they're just compelled to like hurt others, hurt themselves. Uh, they drive mad and eventually kill themselves, and a lot of times eventually kill her. Uh, but if they kill her, no matter what, she always comes back. She always recomposes herself, and she's kind of like a. a, a, a She's kind of like a like a, a a I think she's compared to a worm at a certain point of just like you know it doesn't matter how you 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 if you cut her in two she turns into two Tomies um so it's like they don't really her her nature isn't really understood they're trying to figure that out uh, and then she keeps she finds herself into different scenarios and uh, interacting with different characters so this one but I think this was an interesting one to, or a good one to pick the photo one where it's basically yeah. like the premise is that there's a there's a character again this is this is you know very much anchored in the the pre smartphone era you know VHS era of life where a woman has a business or a girl at high school has a business where she's taking pictures of people's crushes and selling them to them selling them like print photos of of their yeah, crushes yeah which doesn't really makes you know like no, d- d- doesn't square with today's reality of creep of creep shots uh but uh but you know certainly with with something that makes more sense in the the 90s early 2000s um, but, uh, but Tomie finds out about this and I really, I like the thing that I really like here is just like when the the photographs of Tomie get developed and you see that there's like fucking like other heads coming out of her head and shit. And there's like yeah. demonic aspects to her that are only captured mm-hmm. in the photographs. I think that's like a moment of genuine horror. And I think that's really well realized. That did make me go, Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was watching it kind of, yeah. Cause I wasn't, I guess I wasn't sure. At, up until that point, what the vibe exactly was going to be. And then when you see one of these nasty ghosts, yuck. Yeah. Yuck. And then the actual, like, violence that happens in this one. I think this is one of the most violent of mm-hmm. them. Like, just in terms of, you know, like, 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 just, just bloody dismemberment. Yeah. You know, and corpse disposal and just, like, just quantity of blood. I mean, it's it's pretty gruesome. It's between that and the dad lobbing off his son's ice cream head. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else is there to? Uh, any other thoughts on that one? I mean, I guess we might as well touch on the the rest of them. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, though I I think Tomie Photo is really good, and I think if you're just wa- going to watch a few of these, I think like you know, I think that one. Tomb Town, Hanging Balloon, 
are, are are all good ones to 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 pick out. Although you know, I did whatever. I like mold. I like mold library vision and I like mold. Uh, mysterious tunnel. No, nice Heather, tunnels. mold's bad. <laughs> I like it. No, <laughs> a little moldy mouth. No, yuck. A little, little fuzzy mouth. No, doesn't like a fuzzy mouth. Yuck. I hate. I hate what I'm hearing. <laughs> um. Unendurable labyrinth is basically like you know the the this uh anyone else watch this one this is basically like the this the these uh this girl is looking for her brother who joined this community of monks and so mm-hmm. they go up to this remote monastery um and then they find you know like these monks are actually have this weird practice where they go underground and uh you know effectively become walking corpses uh it, it, it's it's fun um and then there's this other uh this other one bully uh which is I haven't read this I think this is a this is a well-known one of his well-known stories and I don't know if there are multiple ones of this but it's basically like this this girl who kind of like it's kind of a you know like a childish realization of a crush of like she bullies her uh, her her uh the kid she's forced to play with who's a little younger than her yeah um and she's repeatedly bullying him as a kid and like really like kind of like viciously like you know uh and then they reconnect uh in adulthood and um i don't know it's it's just kind of that story it's it's kind of like a, like kind of slice of lifey but definitely with some some horrific elements um sure I think the uh but you know it's very much just about that relationship and about that real thing. Uh and then or that real dynamic that exists between kids and how that could manifest itself if you if you reconnect in adulthood. Uh so Ali, I think, was really good. Ali slash headless statue. Ali is the one where it's like this guy's like next to an alley, and it's basically like he's in a boarding house, there's yeah. an alley, and the fucking alley is like walled off. And then within that alley, uh, there's basically like ghost children Ugh. that are playing, and that one I think is 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 legit scary, and I think uh, you know uh, just a nice little contained story. Um, I'd play. I'd play. Heather, <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. Oh no, it's that girl. Get They're out afraid of, here. of you. <laughs> Headless mannequin. I'm having a hard time remember what the fuck was this one. I watched this. Sounds one. like it was about one. a headless mannequin. Yeah. I got. I I gave up about midway through. I was like, okay, okay. I'm. I know we're we're kind of covering as much as we can, but not none of them. None of them gripped me, and so I kind of was like, oh, all right, okay. I I I watched. I, I, like I skipped a, around. Yeah, I feel like I, a jerk for saying it. No, but that's the truth. I yeah. Uh, that's why I sort of like skipped around because like the first two, I was like, yeah, these are pretty good. Then the ones that Nick shouted out, I was like, these are these are solid. I'm glad I yeah. followed that advice. But now some of the ones I missed, like I I kind of want to go check them out, just based like I want to see the alley. I want to see the walls. Um, it looks like the one that you're talking about, Nick, the headless statue. Is about an art teacher known for his headless sculptures is found murdered with no head. Yes, that's yes, yeah. And then it comes and he like comes back to life and he has no head. Okay, yeah, that was the one. Um, and then there's a 
uh, there's a uh, a woman who is like whispering woman is just like a it's like a woman that's this is the last one in the anthology is whispering woman slash Soichi's uh, beloved pet Soichi comes back uh, but uh, whispering woman is basically like this woman who she needs to have every single decision made for her. yeah like to the point of she's she's like 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 go to bed like what do I do do I sit down do I lie down like you know like like lie down on the bed now what do I do like do I keep do I keep talking do I do I keep my eyes open it's like close your eyes now what do I you know just like every single decision oh, needs to be made, for, made for her and so because she's like that's her psychological trap that she's well, in yeah um and so she gets a woman who just whispers in her ear and tells her what to do uh, which is really just creepy to have someone lording over her Ugh. at all times. And then everyone's like, she's so great for her. She whispers in her ear and she tells she makes every decision for her. She never complains. Um, that one's cool. And then the Soichi's beloved pet is just like, I don't know, you guys should both like this one. You both should both should watch this one. Because Heather, you like the Soichi, you like the little nail chewing weirdo. Uh and Matt, this one's got a cat. His his new his new his beloved pet is a cat. I'm I'm worried about this cat. <laughs> there's no way there's no way that that is good how do i save him um i i i think i overall like this uh, i think you know it's it's it'd be interesting for someone to watch if they had no background with the you know uh, uh, with the source at all i think probably some of these i, I don't know i think even even knowing a, a decent amount of these i think like it's pro it, like the hit rate was maybe 50 percent, 60 percent. you know some of these are kind of like uh, stronger than others i think that might be partly because a lot of his other stories that are maybe more known uh were adapted in a previous uh you know anime series um so I, I I think that that might be part of it, but I do think it's like it's pretty cool. I, do, I think it looks pretty good, and hey, it's on fucking Netflix. You're looking for something to binge? Throw it on. Why not? Yeah, I I think that's like the availability on Netflix is definitely something that's like it's got going for it. Um, the ones that I watched, I certainly was like creeped out by. So if you're like in the mood for like something a little, if you're like a coward like me, I guess and you want to be just like a little scared or a little grossed out. You could you could you could spend a little time you could spend a, uh, your time doing something worse certainly, you know. I, I yeah one hundred percent. I think that if yeah if you're a Junji Ito fan watch it but if you're not, I don't recommend. It's that, not a thumbs fine. down, mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know it. It's it's lacking that oomph. You need that oomph. I, I, I get what you're saying. I do think if you want to like, okay, wh hey, what's this guy's deal? Yes. I think if you just watch Tomie Photo, I think you'll get a pretty decent sense of it. And it's just like, and then if you like that, maybe you could watch more or check out some of his manga. Yeah. You know? And I guess yeah. I should say too, I think that's sort of like, for me, what worked is that I'm not super, I'm not familiar with his work really. I've never read one of his stories. I've no, mm -hmm. I've only just heard like reference to it and that he's like a sick He's a sick, twisted guy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so watching this, I was like, oh, yeah. I could see how. I could see how this guy's freaking sick in the head. Didn't he... Wasn't he, like, helping on PT or Silent Hills with Guillermo and Kojima? I wouldn't be shocked. Cause that I shit, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there was some collab at some point, but I don't know if I feel like it fell through. All three of those guys together, yikes! Yikes! 
it just ends up being very pleasant. Hey, Everyone's just having a nice time. Can yeah. you guys help me? Oh no. Oh boy. Get me out of here. This this girl keep following me. Oh God. Oh mo oh boy. Can I live in your houses? Stay away no. from her? Uh I mean I don't know if I want you to live in my actual house, but I do have like a, a room within a room within a room you could maybe hang I'll out take in. It. Okay. Just stay in there. You That'll got be your it. space. Keep me away okay. from her. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Can you spit out those nails? I'm just worried <laughs> damaging your teeth. Uh, I'm looking at his wiki, and he had a there were a, there were a bunch of live action adaptations of Tomie. I didn't realize. Really? Huh. Um, I guess they were only released in Japan. But yeah, there's like yeah, they made like eight films. Be interested in checking those out. Wow. All right. Well, hey, next week, Blue Lock, where our Blue Lock miniseries begins. Uh, we are going to be checking out that out. That is on Crunchyroll, and that is tonally very, very different. Uh, it is a sports anime. Although, you know, there is a genre that began in horror that it kind of lives in. It's not a horror show. It's not a horror show. We'll be it's watching not. two episodes at a time, so you can watch episodes one and two in order to watch along with us. We're watching Blue Lock. I don't like soccer. I mean, I like soccer. Let me rephrase. I don't know a lot about soccer. Yeah. But I enjoy mm-hmm. watching it. But I enjoy watching it about as much as there is soccer in Ted Lasso, which is, you know, peripherally. Sure. I'm not like a sports person. And this, so you might be like, ugh, a soccer show. It's not a so- soccer show. It's just yeah. not. It's not a soccer show. Something else. Yes. But you will learn how many players are on a soccer team and be reminded of that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get mad. We didn't turn into jocks, okay? We're just watching a <laughs> soccer show. Get over it. And also, you got animated. <laughs> 